Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Do we sound incredible? Do I sound amazing? Do I sound like I deserve... What's the award for singing? Grammy? Is that A Grammy. Yeah. Do I? <laughs> I mean, you do, you do need to have more than just a good mic for a Grammy, but... Oh, okay. You know. I feel like, okay, with the new mics, we're going to preface this. You will probably hear Oscar snoring and Taco definitely screaming and screeching in the background. Yeah, we're recording at Becky's right now, and... No, don't do that. <laughs> and and the just... mics are so good that they're probably going to pick up all of the sounds. All the sounds. And unless they, unless they, you know, Drew takes all of it out. Who knows? I mean, is he, okay. Because so he often makes us seem like idiots because we're like, oh my God, Oscar's barking so loud. And then no one can hear anything no. in the episode because he takes it out because no. he's like good at what he does. Sometimes he leaves <laughs> it in though. And just like nobody notices. But also I feel like with the mics being so good, like the goal was to like have Drew have less work, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, this might actually be more work <laughs> because now it picks up everything you're gonna catch the farts that i think are very silent <laughs> but are not you're gonna get the stomach growls yeah. loads of stuff i kind of hope we get the stomach growls because we talk about them so often but nobody ever hears them and I they know. are violent yeah i know they announce themselves <laughs> it always feels so loud within your own body too like that it does when someone else hears it it's like a big deal yeah. you know because it's like it had to have been like extra loud it had to be that yeah. happened one time in one of my lectures my friend was sitting next to me and like her stomach growled <laughs> so loud and i and i heard it like she i literally looked at her and she's like did you hear that and i was like yeah, yeah i heard it and why like, i Man, looked at you the professor stopped talking man like, <laughs> like the cops are here like, <laughs> you can't disrupt a class like that it's a hurricane warning <laughs> uh, oh my god yeah so uh <sighs> hopefully we get some of those yeah yeah they're gonna be good they're gonna be good absolutely yeah what's today today's today is wednesday october 12th i don't know why i felt like saying the date for this one (laughs) but that's that's what today's that's the day that we were recording this yeah Yeah. um is it already the 12th the day that this is airing for non-patrons yeah oh this is the day that it's airing yeah i swear i thought it was like you were like today is october 12th i'm like how the fuck is it already the 12th yeah, wasn't it like literally the fifth yesterday yeah, i'm like we i together? thought it was the beginning of october no. what's going on no it scared me <laughs> today is october 47th um <laughs> <laughs> i have to rush around and do a bunch of october things <laughs> get it all done i i have we all i the thing for like you know our intro notes that i put in here i only have two things so the first one I just put catch up from Haley's trip. So uh, do you want to just catch us up from your trip, please, real quick? <laughs> How was it? It was great. No, it was it was awesome. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was relaxing. It was adventurous. It was everything. It was good stuff. It was, it was good. Stuff. good. It was yeah. beautiful. It looked great. I, yeah, I, I saw you playing with some turtles and stuff. So many turtles. We got to swim with turtles. Got to adopt a turtle. And what'd you and name your turtle? Re- what'd you? I, release I already know what you named your turtle. Stevie. Oh, actually, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Okay. What, what did you think? I, I thought you were going to name the turtle after your actual current turtle. Well, no, because I have Raphael and like, you can't, you can't replace him. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. That'd be like if you went and like named another dog Oscar. That's true. Kay. You know, like you can't do Taco. that. 
that's already enough. Taco is We're making three her minutes thoughts in, now. and she's, she's like reaming. You're talking about turtles, not cats. That's unfair. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the turtles because they're only like a few days old, and you can't tell if they're a boy or a girl until like about a year in. Oh, interesting. Um, because like apparently it's like the length of their tail or something like that. So like you know, I was like, Stevie works for a boy or a girl. Yeah. And I just like I'm the sure name. You bo- yeah, you have always liked that name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, I guess Haley's trip was good. It was good. It was awesome. It was, it was hot. It was fucking hot. Yeah. That yeah. when when Haley was catching me privately up on her trip, that's what she led with was how hot it was. Yeah. And I think I just like stopped listening after that because I was like, I don't even want to hear about this vacation if it was that hot. Like, <laughs> like, she's like, I'm out. <laughs> we got back and the next day was like, it was like 14 degrees and sunny and i was like oh this is awesome this is like perfect because i think our summers in southwestern ontario were so hot and humid that by the end of the summer we're like okay i'm ready for fall Mm -hmm. and then i went on a trip that extended that weather by like a month yeah you know so it was like hot and humid and like 30 degrees like every day and um yeah, by the time we left, we were like, oh, okay, I'm ready for some fall weather. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for some chilly breezes with wearing sweaters, yeah. drinking tea. Like, yeah. Yeah. The good stuff. I love fall, too. I, it's so, just, I love the coldness. I got like, back like five days before uh, <laughs> like yeah. October started, and I was like, yes. Yes. I didn't Perfection. miss my favorite time. Perfection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been so cold. Like, I think it was like last week that the first like real cold week happened. And mm-hmm. so I had like every window open and I was like soaking it in, screaming like, I have the power. Like <laughs> literally just like so excited. Yeah. And Drew had like a hat on, a sweater, his robe, pajamas, <laughs> jeans, sweatpants, like multiple layers of everything. <laughs> like he was like freezing and i was just like walking around like smiling like the biggest idiot in the apartment skipping like, around pretty much naked i was yeah. just like i'm embracing this and, yeah. and he was like i'm chilly and i was like i can see that like, let me make you a pot like, of tea honestly nobody bundles up the way drew bundles up yeah i think the next time i see him do the drew bundling i'm gonna take a picture for everybody because it's, <laughs> it's entertaining because it's not just like you know how when girls bundle up they like they just do like a sweater and like some slippers and and yeah. a robe maybe but like drew does it where it's just like it's all of his like most durable clothing from like every kind of different like type of clothing where it'll be like outdoor stuff indoor stuff like <laughs> outerwear plus like vests scarves well, yeah and he has that like suede vest that yeah. is like his you've seen it his yeah. favorite article of clothing he found it at get this this is his favorite he found it at Volu Village. oh yeah vv boutique yeah vv boutique yeah. <laughs> i don't think he's heard that one he's gonna like that one yeah. so my friend said there. that one time and i was like oh yeah i'm yeah, gonna use that it's a good one Volu Village is he good too he tells everybody he loves it so much and because like people compliment him on his vest and he's like i got it at Volu Village. <laughs> Like, I know, I love it. He's uh, a funny guy, funny guy. He's good people. So the other note I had was, oh, I wonder if the mouth noises are going to be mega strong now. Oh, I like echo them. He called it macaroni mouth the other day. Macaroni I mouth? guess that's like what it's called. Interesting. In the industry? Or Drew just calls it that? I, I want to I assume in the industry, but it's probably just a Drew thing. Like you go up to someone else who works in audio and it's like, oh yeah, that macaroni mouth though. And they're like, they're gonna be like what the hell are you, you saying? About? <laughs> Did you just eat macaroni? <laughs> What's going on? That girl over there won't stop talking about macaroni. <laughs> she really likes macaroni. I do really like macaroni. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go on a tangent. Do you okay. know what Luke and I tried the other day? What? The Cheetos mac and cheese. 
Okay. Have okay. you tried that before? I think so. I think so because Jade really likes, I think it's the flame and hot one or whatever. I didn't get the flame and hot one because we always find it's like just, too, it's, it's just too, too hot. Like it's just too much, like just pure spice. It's not even like the flavor. It's like just hotness. I like spice when it's like a good flavor. Not yeah. just like I'm here to rip you a new asshole. Like, so we got the jalapeno cheddar one. That okay. one was like okay. the perfect amount of spice. Cause usually if we were just to make regular mac and cheese, we would add a bit of like sriracha or something to it just to give it a little bit of a kick. But okay. this was like, you wouldn't like, I wouldn't, we didn't add anything else to you it, wouldn't need it cause it was cheddar jalapeno. So it had like a nice kick to it, yeah. but it was like very flavorful and it, it's made with like the curly yeah. pasta, yeah, which like, is like my favorite like for mac pasta, and cheese. Yeah. Because the cheese gets all in the little grooves of it. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was, honestly, I would would recommend trying it again if you haven't had it in a long time. We were, like, it wasn't something that we were, like, we would have this every time. Yeah. But it was, like, a nice change. Yeah. You know what? Okay, speaking of mac and cheese that we're trying. I'm sorry, guys. It's (laughs) This happens every time. This is actually what the episode's about. It's about macaroni (laughs) and cheese. We we tried, (laughs) you know, the KD shaker? Yeah. We we had never tried it before. I don't know. I don't think I've tried it either. We just, like... We saw it once, like, my mother-in-law had got it. We saw it. We, like, ripped her a new one, making fun of her about how gross we thought it was. Uh-huh. We were like, that's disgusting, you piece of shit. Why'd you get that? <laughs> like, and she's like, it's good. You just put it on whatever noodles you want. Uh-huh. So, like, we were judging so hard because that's what we do. Yeah. And then, like, one night we just, like, realized it was, like, 9 o'clock. We hadn't had dinner. And, like, there was no way we were going to, like, go out and get something or get groceries because, like, we just had nothing this yeah. night. We were both so busy. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go and see what they've got next door. And he came back with the shaker. And I even was just like, I'm not eating that. Like, I'm too good for it. (laughs) And then so sure enough, we made it. We were like, that's not bad. That's not bad. So is it just like the the KD flavor powder in a shaker thing? And then you just add it to like any noodles with butter and stuff? Yeah. So, but okay. what what I did was I used your method where you add real cheese. Yeah. Luke and I usually add some like We've shredded cheese. We've been doing cheese. that because yeah. I don't know why. We've never second you that's suggested what, it. That's what I like, said when like the first time I made mac and cheese with Luke when we started dating and I was like, oh, why didn't I, why, why wouldn't I, not I have been done this, this yeah. before? Because it makes it feel more like a, like a homemade mac and cheese because it kind of thickens up the cheese yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 I made it super thick. Birthday. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> okay our next note other than talk for 25 minutes about mac and cheese is um we got we have two new patrons to welcome Woo-hoo! we have two new patrons to welcome so welcome first up is erica lynn thank you so much hey erica we're so happy to have you and i don't know we, we hope we bring you some good stuff i hope so yeah. yeah hope you love chats about mac and cheese i i feel like if you're if you've signed up to be a patron and you don't know what you're getting yourself into, that's just that's just bad management on your end. Like, <laughs> you know what you're getting yourself into at this point. You like, know. You know you're signing up for talks about maple syrup and mac and cheese. Like, <laughs> you can't yeah. avoid it with us. Yeah. It's true. And then the other one, I got a bubble in my throat there if you saw me. <laughs> bubble throat. Like almost faint. Yeah. But is is my dear friend Angelie. Hi, Angelie. Yeah. Hi, Angelie. We actually work together at our, our local yarn shop here. Maybe maybe I'll name drop it and hopefully we get a lot of good orders for all of our yarn listeners. Mm-hmm. Unwind Yarn House in Newmarket. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We Come got in and unwind. Yeah. Come in. That's, that's exactly. That's exactly. Was exactly. That the, is that their yeah. slogan? Yeah. Like, I and, Well, I don't know if that is actually the slogan. It I got, should be. I got to touch base and see if maybe I <laughs> missed that on training day. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, Angelie's cool people. She's the best. The other day, she came in to visit me while I was working, and I already told her this, but her hair looked so immaculate, I couldn't stop talking to her about her hair. And she was like <laughs> trying to have like a regular conversation with me. I was like, your hair just looks incredible. So <laughs> I just want everybody to know that Angelie has really good hair. She has great hair. She has fantastic hair. It always looks so good. I'll show you Damn a picture girl, of Angelie. what's your secret? Oh, are you, were you staring at Taco because she's laying on your jacket? Yeah, I just want to make sure she wasn't eating it. She'll sleep there. That's where she naps during the day. So, <laughs> All right. So since it's literally been like 15 minutes of <laughs> just about nothing, um, I'll do like a little briefy do. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one of those topics that we, we've always during what feels like every episode. It feels like we always like start to branch off on this topic, but then realize we have to stick to what we're talking about. And Yeah. Yeah. And it's also one of those things that, like, it just completely spirals out into its own thing and takes up too much time. So, like, that's why, like, I just figured we would just set this time apart to, you know, deep dive, I guess. And yeah. just explore discussion here and loosey-goosey it up, you know? I mean, we like those. We like those. But for those listening, we're basically just going to talk about, like, the true crime, genre, true crime genre as, like, a whole the general like obsession with it and some rights and wrongs, like at least in our opinions mm-hmm. and where we stand when it comes to like the topic of true crime, because you know what? We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. But so there's no real like structure to this episode. It's just sort of, you know, like I said, loosey goosey, but um, I will say like what sparked my overall urgency to want to do this episode sooner because it's been on our list for a while to talk about this stuff um but it's it was obviously like the new Dahmer show and the backlash it's facing like it just mm-hmm. kind of sparked the like we should talk about this now yeah that way people know where where we stand when it comes to opinions on true crime how to deal with it how to deal with like families and everything and making sure you're not like insulting people and all that stuff so mm-hmm. that's basically it that's basically it. i don't even know where where to start i've got some talking points here is there anywhere you want to start? Like, is there anything, like, since I had talked, like, about doing this subject with you, was there anything you were like, God, I get this burning subject off my um, chest? Not necessarily. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of talk about the Dahmer show, and I think that spawned some discussion around mm-hmm. it. So, like, I've seen some stuff online and, like, on YouTube and stuff about the Dahmer show and then, like, just true crime in general. That has been yeah interesting yeah um like there's a youtuber that luke and i watch um he's pretty big like some of our listeners probably watch him too his name is philip defranco and okay. he's done a couple of episodes since the Dahmer controversy about like why well first of all like obviously what the show m- may have done wrong depending on how you feel about it but like not contacting the victim's families and not including them in the process and all of that but he had like aside from that he had an expert that he interviewed um who was uh some sort of like psychologist in criminology or deviance or something like that i'm sorry i don't remember his name i don't remember his title but like uh, i think he was a professor of something and um he was just talking about like why why are people so interested in true crime um and he said that the common things are kind of like what we've talked about where it's like sometimes it makes people feel safer because they like feel like they understand human behavior more or like understand maybe what to look out for more and all that he was like but it actually goes a lot deeper he said that when we talk about people like serial killers and psychopaths and like very very abnormal like deviant people mm-hmm. 
apparently like there's something in our brain that's very hardwired to want to understand that yeah to want to understand like why are you why is that different from me or yes. it, or is that different yeah. from me or what's similar yeah i feel like that's something i, I really personally person, strongly you know? relate to is like yeah that's my own personal drive with true crime like because i talk about this all the time with drew all the time because like you guys have seen our memes drew does not give a flying crap about true crime no no. he has zero interest and like he has his own reasons and that's mm-hmm. they're valid in his world like and that's fine but like that's my driving force and i try to explain that to him it's like it's not like i'm sitting here like getting off on the idea of like no crimes it's it's more so like i'm obsessed with like how how did maybe two people with the same upbringing the same trauma like why did one turn out Mm-hmm. x y and z and the other one not like yeah. so that's my thing is like because like sometimes we'll talk about cases where i i'll be like what the fuck my life is worse than yours why did you kill 30 people and i haven't you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so like cases like i don't know certain ones where you're just like what the fuck and so that's my my own personal thing yeah like, i just want to understand like, i think yeah i think that he said it, it he phrased it in a good way where it's like we are biologically designed to want to understand that mm-hmm. to want to understand human behavior especially when it's very different from ours yeah um and like you said that where it could start out with similarities and then it diverges off into something completely yeah abnormal and why did that happen with that person and not with this person exactly. and so it was just interesting to hear that and sort of not that it would justify anyone like glorifying serial killers or anything that's not what we're trying to do but i think it kind of reassured me that it for this community it makes sense why we're interested in those people we're obviously we feel for the victims we we feel for their families it's tragic what happened to them I think we're so interested because it's like if we can figure out, not figure out, but like if we can understand these people more, maybe we can prevent more f- victims from yeah from being victimized at all. Which like like you and I talked about, statistically that's already happening. Yeah. There is a massive decline. Like, I don't know, maybe it doesn't feel like that to like the population as like a whole because true crime is now popular. Mm-hmm where it's like so we're talking about it more so we're it talking feels about like it. it's so it almost more. feels like there's more true crime happening yeah. there's more serial killers but it's like it's actually not the case at all like there's much less of everything mm-hmm. it's just like the awareness has helped kind of get there yeah that point but yeah yeah i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 that's <laughs> that's all i meant is that i think it it makes sense why people are interested in studying serial killers yeah. or talking about them because they're the ones that are different from us the victims are alike to us yeah so we feel like we kind of already understand those people yeah um and again we feel for them and we're sorry that it happened to them and we wish it didn't happen to them yeah but the the perpetrators in these cases and stuff are the ones that are we're sort of like what the heck is going on with you yeah what's going on there that's yeah like you said is different and why did you end up that way yeah and then and and i think that does sometimes if people don't do it properly it does definitely look like you're glorifying serial killers and that's what you have to be careful about and that's the part like it's a fine line because like while yes you want to sit down and talk about a case front to back and you want to do all angles of it justice like particularly to the families and people involved but at the same time, yeah, you almost want to, I don't want to say highlight or emphasize, but like the focus is on the person that did the crimes because never once am I going to look at a crime and go, well, the victim did something wrong. 
Exactly. So, yeah. so of course, I'm not going to be like, well, let's focus on the victim for all of this case because in my eyes, they just existed and this happened to them against their will. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, it would be stupid to sit around and be like, trying to find where they went wrong lay out their lives and be like what led them to become a victim of this person and and that's the part where it's like yeah because like okay let's take the Dahmer show for example where like I, i saw a lot of posts where it was like well why didn't they show it from like from the victim's perspective and part of me thinks there's a very good reason why they didn't and it's for that reason and and on its own is that they don't want to make the victim seem like they're at fault Mm mm-hmm for anything so like Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's not really ever told from the victim's perspective is to avoid victim blaming yeah because the second you do tell it from a victim's perspective people are going to be looking for where that victim quote unquote fucked up Mm -hmm. which they never did yeah like and and you know what even like okay again for the Dahmer show for example like the very first episode i watched like start to finish um like you empathize with the person that's being like abducted Mm -hmm. every step of the way. Like, yeah, you might be like, Oh, I might've done that differently, but that doesn't matter because it all seems so normal. Even when you're in like the thick of like a scary part where you're just like, it's still, you would probably do the exact same things as the person this happened to. Like, absolutely. I feel like it showed how almost how easy it is to be a victim. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's, that's what I think is like, it showed absolutely how this could happen to quite literally anybody no matter how prepared you are yeah i that's that's like what i Mm -hmm. found with it where it was just like i almost felt like this shows that none of them did anything wrong like Mm -hmm. none of them every everyone did everything right except for like the justice system yeah like that's obviously the issue as well as jeffrey Dahmer can go fuck himself (laughs) and i think there's i think there's nothing wrong with um you know, uh, telling things from a victim's perspective or um, highlighting like a victim's life more in the person that they were and the person that they were in the community and to their family and to their friends. Um, And I think that's probably where people are feeling like the show went wrong as far as you can only do that if you go and talk to the families. Yes. And and a lot of them have spoken out and been apparent about how like they weren't contacted at all. No. So... And there might be... You could contact some of these victims' families and they might say, I don't want you to go into my my son or daughter's details at all you yeah. can talk about what happened to them but like change their life we don't want to give we don't really want to talk about it or whatever so like you, you never know what someone's going to want or what someone's yeah. going to say and other families might want more detail and might want more of yeah. their of their loved ones shown and yeah. their life shown and everyone's going to feel a bit differently because everyone handles those situations completely different exactly. but you're never going to know if you don't ask yeah and i think that was the biggest i think that is the problem is mo i feel like this is obviously just like 100 percent speculation on my end i feel like had the families been contacted talked to and agreements were made for like any kind of profits to go to them like i i have this feeling like most or majority of the victims families involved would have been helpful had they just had that notice like and and maybe and it shouldn't yeah and it shouldn't of course none of this should ever be about money but it of course when it it involves hollywood it always is and i think that's another point that people are making is that these families are coming out and saying like these studios are getting rich off of our loved ones tragedies yeah um and they didn't even come and talk to us about it like it's just it's not like it's our story anymore it's their it's public domain so they can take it and do whatever they want with it which is not which, right like, yeah it just, just feels really icky. not right it feels it's... unfair yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. It feels like if someone should be profiting off of it, it should be the victim's families. And I'm sure most of them would say, like, we don't want to profit and, and off of it. And that's the thing it, is, like... But I, it's, like, if anyone deserves that money, exactly. it's them. And the thing is, is, like, I feel like using the word profit even is wrong, where it's, like, it yeah. almost should just be a compensation. Yeah. Yeah, from, exactly. From, like, the state, where it's just, like, mm-hmm. okay, like... Yeah. Sorry, we unleashed this guy on everybody. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like, even with, like, when we talked about with Clifford Olson, when he made that deal with the government for, like, $10,000 a body or whatever, and then afterwards the victim's families were like, yo, if anyone should be getting that money, it should probably be us. Yeah. Like, we just lost our children. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's eventually what they tried to get it dispersed amongst the families and stuff. And I don't think the families got very much money, but they got something. No. But it's like yeah i mean that that was obviously so fucked up in itself because it's going to a serial killer it didn't actually go to him but it was going to like his wife and whatever but like it's just yeah one of those things where you have to look at who suffered losses in this situation yeah yeah it's just it's yeah it's such a yeah interesting i don't know take on things it's 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 complicated like it just Mm -hmm. it's so complicated there's like no there really is no like right or wrong way to do everything perfectly like it's just no no there's no pleasing everybody of course um i think things in general i don't know this is one of my like notes was just like the matter of like handling things delicately is like the most important thing where it's just like we could we have to just at a certain point accept that this is going to be talked about no matter what no matter what the case is it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it's always going to be talked about it's always going to be i don't know dramatized in some way so i what i don't understand is why people don't handle it more delicately like mm-hmm. you know what you're doing like true crime podcasts in general like there are so many where it is basically just like i don't know like a suck off fest of like boosting up these serial killers and it's like how do you not know in that moment that what you're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. like i know we sit around and obviously we are talking about true crime like we'll talk about killers but i i personally and maybe anybody can correct us if they feel otherwise and this is why we're talking about this to like get our points across but i feel like we do a pretty good job of not being like oh they were like giving them too much credit yeah you know because i i've listened to certain ones where like I don't know. They'll almost like praise him for being so smart or praise yeah. so-and-so for like, like, I don't know, Ted Bundy will get like credit from yeah. the world yeah. for being this notorious person. And it's like, why are you crediting him though? Like, yeah, it, I feel like he often gets credited too with like, Oh, uh, killing like out uh, in different States because they're outside of everyone's jurisdictions and no one's communicated with each other and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if he really did that because he knew that that was going to complicate things. I no. think I just think he was so erratic and that it just happened. Yeah, and like just impulsive. And, and you know what? That he was just like I'm just going to you know, I'm, I'm just going to fucking wipe the country, you know? Yeah, like I'm just going to I'm just going to like, go on the road. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was necessarily sitting down and plotting out like, "Oh, well if I commit this crime in this state and then this crime in mm-hmm. this state, then like they well, they're not going to know because of it." Like I just don't I can't I yeah. don't give him that much credit. No. I don't. And that's the thing, but like a lot of people A lot of will. people do. A lot of people do. And even like the thing is is even like researchers that are the ones conducting interviews with said serial killers will do that as well and it's like i i don't know i think we talked about this a little bit in like the hillside stranglers case where it's like a a team of professionals are able to sit down with a person and not realize that like 
the person being interviewed knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're going to play you no matter what, whether they're a serial killer or not, they're going to basically tell you what you want or need to hear. Yeah. So it's just like, can you even take them at their word ever really? Like, so why? I I just, I feel like Mindhunter does a good job of like, kind of like, asking those questions yeah because especially because one of the first ones that they interview is ed kemper and um holden is sort of like whoa this guy like this is crazy and like there are a lot of people around him that are like you also have to remember he's a serial killer yeah right like he he is intelligent and everything but like he knows why you're there he he knows how you want him to answer those questions there's a lot of discussion around like you can't take everything he says at face value no and we i mean you talked a lot about that in the ed kemper episode that you covered but um yeah i think it it does because they were obviously the first ones to really start doing that Mm -hmm. they present a lot of those questions in a good way i think because it's yeah it's it's sort of like you have to understand who you're dealing with right i um dr wendy carr makes the point where she's like you should do this because you have access to a very specific category of people. Narcissists don't go to therapy. No. Because they don't think they that don't they, think need they need it, it, right? So when you seek out these people who are a lot of them clinical narcissists on top yeah. of other things, you have a unique opportunity to interview them. But again, it doesn't mean that what they're saying is true. We have to You have to you, you have to take yourself. what they're saying in context yeah. and and try to find the the other sliver uh, of truth maybe meanings that could be occurring here and and take all of that in stride you know so i think that uh, that's part of why i love that show so much because oh my god it's it is so good i know um but (laughs) but yeah i think it i think it asks those important questions where it's like when trying to study these people you have to be very aware of what kind of people they are. Yeah. There are, a lot of them are pathological liars. A lot of them are narcissists. They have grandiose attitudes of themselves yeah. and all this stuff. So, and, and to, for, from like, take all like that a, into account from like a really simple side of things. It's like for the ones that are obviously, if they're being interviewed, they're likely already captured and they're in, you know, prison being interviewed. Like what more do they have to lose? Exactly. So it's kind of just like, it's it's ed kemper's show and we're mm-hmm. just here for the ride like for yeah. example so it's just like it, and, and and they're they're know. people too so they're all different the way we're all different yeah some of them might want to present themselves in a way that makes them sound much worse than they are like yeah. they killed more people than they did or they were more gruesome exactly. than they were or others like ted bundy will completely disassociate and be like i never did any of that yeah I didn't do any of that. No, that wasn't and, me. Like and, they're all different. They're exactly. all going to handle it all differently handle and want to present themselves differently. Yeah. And like, I think in, we're going to, obviously we will be covering Jeffrey Dahmer at some point. Mm-hmm. We hope to do it justice, but like I, in the interviews I've seen of him as well, like, which they, they did do a relatively good job of replicating like his yeah. end of things, like oh, yeah, in sure. questioning after, like there are certain points where he's just like, he's, Again, this is to no defense of his. Like, I don't want anybody thinking I'm coming Mm -hmm. to the aid of him. It's That's not it. But, like, they did a good job of, like, showing how he, like, felt during the interviews of, like, him just trying to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, even at the end when he's like, I'm not trying to, like, cover up what I did. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm being honest. And it's just, it's horrifying what I did. And I'm just being honest about it. Like, yeah. Is he really? No, probably not. There's obviously like levels there, but it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, like you said, probably... Ted Bundy's like, I didn't do that. Or like yeah. even Charles Manson, for example, who like completely excuses himself and responsibility mm-hmm. from his crimes. It's like, 
yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. And there's probably a level in some of them. I would say Dahmer especially, but like others too, where they might even think that they're telling the truth, and, and they don't even really know the difference between reality and yeah, and, exactly. And what's like going a full on in their head, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even like, and I had that problem with Ed Kemper because like this is the thing with him in particular is like I'll I hear a lot of people cover his case and they I think I definitely talked about it in whichever part it was but there's a there's a quote a, a quote unquote quote <laughs> by him that like every podcast and show and whatever they all talk about it as if this is concrete truth mm-hmm. and it drives me insane but it's the only person that would know whether or not this happened is him and the victim that this quote unquote happened to is the part where he claims that he bumped into her breast and said, Oh, pardon me. Like, like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. The only person claiming that this happened is Ed Kemper in the same breath as admitting to killing this woman. Yeah. But people will hang on to that. And yeah. I hear people talk about that as if that's fact. Yeah. Like I, I, some of my favorite podcasts have said this and it's like, why do you believe that so blindly? Yeah. And that's, that's why say someone was going to make a mini series or a movie about Ed Kemper and they're doing it all from his perspective and they're taking everything he said as mm-hmm. concrete truth, then you're glorifying him. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. You are. Exactly. Whereas if you're, if you're going to make something about him and you're going to do it from the perspective, say like of mine hunter or yeah. something along the lines of mm, what do we know is actually true. Mm-hmm. The staircase would be a good example. Yeah. Um, I found they did a pretty good job of, of showing putting, all scenarios. Yeah. Putting the, all of the theories out there, all the possible scenarios that have been discussed, at least in relation to that case. Yeah. And the show did not decide for you. No. It did not really... I mean, of course, there's bias in everything, of course. Like, yes. I, people making that show, I'm sure, have their opinions. I think... Yeah, I think but, you and I talked about that, that there was a lot of outrage that came out after. With the, the French filmmakers, filmmakers yes. and stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, there was definitely... There was definitely bias in that regard. But as far as the actual what happened, who did it, whatever... Um, I think you mean I to say who done it. Who done it? <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job of sort of like not, not putting their opinion forth more than anything else. I yeah. think they sort of laid out all the scenarios, and they were sort of like you decide. Yeah, which um, I, I, which is why I really liked that. Me too, because yeah. it is true crime. There are legal proceedings that happened, and the story did go a certain way. But this case people have been so obsessed with this case because of the reasons we're talking about. We don't know what's true and what's not. Exactly we don't it. know if we can believe Michael Peterson or not, or yeah. any of his kids like, or anyone else involved. There so are they people... put it in a fourth in a way where they're like, we don't know who to believe either. Yeah. Actually. And like, there are still people that think the West Memphis three are guilty. Mm-hmm. Like there are still people that think that that's, mm-hmm. so it's just, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't freaking know. I don't know either, man. I freaking know. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much. Like, uh, yeah, I, I am glad we're doing this now because, like, this yeah. is how I feel in every single episode we talk about where it's just like, but, but, but there's so much to, mm-hmm. in between and gray area that needs to be talked about. Like, yeah, I, so I don't even know if we even, like, wrapped up that point that we were just on or not. But Well, I think I think as far as, like, there's a lot of true crime content that that just yeah like we said it did they handle things wrong mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really good true crime content out there and yes. I, i'm not even really talking about like podcasts like ours where like people talk about it like there's a lot of like 
really good investigative podcasts um true crime content true crime documentaries where like people are doing some really good stuff yeah with true crime and and trying to do good things with it um you know there are a lot of podcasts that have like helped solve crimes yes which is amazing or even like created fundraisers and stuff like yeah anything really like there's a lot of ways to use your platform for the better which Mm -hmm. like again is something we strive to do and hopefully one day when we're ideally like a financially stable podcast our hope is to not necessarily be like greedy people who just like go and buy a mansion or anything it's like we want to give back as well like yeah we, we don't want this to just be the the Haley and becky show it's it's for educational yeah. purposes as well as trying to like lighten some dark scenarios so that it's a little bit easier to digest yeah for people who want to learn about it yeah it still can be very hard to listen to so we try our best to present it in a way that's like like you said more digestible yeah but um yeah of course if if we get to a point where like you said we're financially stable in this podcast (laughs) we would want to give back to the community and help people we're not like i'm not a journalist right i'm not about to go out and solve a crime um you know but the people that are doing that are fucking awesome (laughs) i I know we were just talking a couple of weeks ago about um serial and adnan syed who just got out of prison um i haven't listened to the new serial episode yet about like it's called adnan is out and i I just i restarted the podcast because i listened to it like six years ago um and it it's it was actually the first podcast i ever listened to was serial was season one of serial because i liked true crime and people were like okay if you like i asked friends who listened to podcasts and they were like up and vanished serial like a criminal like they named off a bunch of them um and that was one of the ones that came up the most up and vanished was another one and that's another one that also has done some really good stuff in the community and like like his first season Payne Lindsay's first season like they made an arrest like not necessarily because of his podcast but like while he was making the podcast and he's not credited with like solving anything but he's credited with bringing a lot of attention back to a like an 11 year old case or 10 year old case that would have otherwise like a cold case sat there collecting Um, dust yeah and it sort of put like pressure pressure and sort of like reinvigorated sort of the community's interest in it and Mm -hmm. then there was an arrest made like in the middle of him making his but so there's a lot of podcasts that have kind of that even the jinx like Like, there's a a lot of true crime investigators and stuff and journalists that have made some really big strides Mm -hmm. um whether they intended to or not because re-listening to serial it's very funny because i always forget that um sarah koenig in the beginning she's like i'm not uh i'm not a like a criminal journalist or i don't cover true crime like i'm not an investigator i'm not any of those things like she's a journalist yeah um and someone asked her to look into this case and she does a really really good job of of trying to go into it yeah and not have an opinion like she's like i'm going to talk to adnan i'm going to look into the case i'm going to talk to all these people i'm going to talk to people from both sides people and that believe he's guilty people that believe he's not and, and i'm the information. I, i'm just trying to find truth yeah. and that really is the essence of journalism is like that is your job yeah. is, is to try and find highlight the truth truth in the mess of whatever the fuck you're looking into yeah because it's always a mess yeah especially yeah yeah there's always a rabbit hole to go down and i just i really respect someone who's sort of i like i said i'm re-listening to it and i'm about halfway through and she's still at the point where she's like this tells me this but then this tells me this and 
I don't know what to say. Like, I, I want to believe this, but also the evidence says this over here and it's yeah. just, she's in the middle of it. And, and I just really appreciate someone who, who is really trying to fight against bias on either side yeah. and try to stay objective, even though we're humans yeah. and it's very hard to it's stay hard. objective. Right. Especially when, yeah, you have your personal beliefs, your like spiritual beliefs. You have so many different like silos of beliefs yeah. within yourself. So it is really hard to just, it's hard to mm-hmm. remain unbiased. Like it really yeah. is. So there's, there's, I just wanted to highlight, like, there's a lot of true crime content that, that are doing really good things and yes. they're trying to use their platforms in very good ways. Yeah. But then there is also like the, the dark side of the true crime world. Yeah. I can't remember which case it was of yours that you covered there. There was another podcast. Abby you, and Libby. That's yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, I thought it was Abby and Libby. Okay. I knew this would come up at some point. Yeah. I, I didn't write it down, but it's popping into my mm-hmm. head now where like we had talked about it briefly in that episode that I think that was when I first was like, okay, I think we need to talk about this soon. Like, yeah. cause yeah. this has been like a burning conversation that I have with Drew every night. Someone who, has again has no interest in talking about true crime and yeah. i'm like trying to get my thoughts out I screaming know, at him I mean, and he's, he's like, like okay. five minutes and he's like, okay i'm done yeah <laughs> and and i get the way you know how i get when i'm like passionate about something there's mm-hmm. like no stopping me from like talking about it yeah and like spiraling and he'll just be like, you need to sit down like you actually just need to like go and sit down yeah and like sleep or something <laughs> like just like <laughs> i think he's more so just like shh, go away <laughs> shh, 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 you're screaming <laughs> hush yeah but for okay so i'm pretty sure abby and libby was a bonus episode oh yes it was so i'm just gonna just quickly recap what we're talking about but um to or sign up to be a patron and go listen to it a little plug to us Um, (laughs) two young girls who went missing and then their bodies were found and they had been murdered and it i I if i'm gonna remember the year correctly i want to say it was like 2016 or something like I've, that yeah I, for some reason i thought it was 2012 but i know i want to say 2012 as well but i was like i don't actually I don't think, think it was, it was that, that long ago yeah. i think it's about six or seven years ago so that's okay. why i'm like 2016 2017 okay. 2015 somewhere around there so i'm i'm sorry you can if you google the case it will come up immediately but um so the investigation has been ongoing since then the police have had various leads mm-hmm. in the case um and and they went one way and then they're like well, now we have new leads we're going in a different direction there are sketches that have been released there's uh photos and videos that have been released because um one of the girls uh libby i believe took a f- photo on her phone of mm-hmm. a man like right before they were they were murdered, murdered yeah. and and people believe this is one of the like this is a suspect if not one of suspects if there's multiple we, it's an investigation so like there's they're uncovering things by the day, by the hour, by the week, right? So, and what happened was there was a podcast um, and one of the hosts or both of them, there was a document that was released about the police investigating a suspect and um, the document had a transcript of the interview with this suspect Mm -hmm. and it was released online. Like it was put into, it was put online into public domain for a period, a short period of time and then it was taken off because it shouldn't have been put online yeah and in that time period the hosts of this particular podcast got a hold of it and they released it um which is we both agreed immediately <laughs> that that's wrong as fuck like, yeah and the families were naturally very upset because and the police were upset because they're like we the document wasn't supposed to be released it was a mistake we took it off as soon as we found out it was online because having it out there will hinder our investigation this is a suspect we interviewed and we don't believe 
he's the murderer yes. so we're going in a different direction now people are back focusing on this guy yeah and because a podcast is pushing this information and saying like we gotta look into this yeah it's like it skews the investigation as well as people's opinion which weighs so heavily into yeah the, the public opinion definitely has has weight yeah. and i think it's just very hard for me to believe that these people who released these documents were coming at it from a perspective of like, oh, well, this will help. This will help the case. Like, no, I think it, it to me, all I can think of is you just wanted the publicity. Yeah. That's you, you all I can the think extra of. Listens, you wanted the extra views. You wanted the, the attention popularity. and then people to come and li- like, yeah. because you have it, this document or you want people to come and listen to your podcast or interview you. Like, either I way, don't know. There was like a, a vanity at the center of it of like, yeah. I want my name on this case. As yeah, someone that's, who helped. It's hard so, not to see it that way. Yeah. Because so like, it didn't help the case. Because it hurt the, the case. And it's like, while your intentions might have... Ver- might have. I'm going to say might strongly. Where, yeah, it might have been well-intentioned. But you have to know that even if you're doing something with the best of intentions, it might not be the right move. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, yeah, you, maybe maybe and, you felt like you were doing the right thing and that it was helpful, but like you had to you had to know that that wasn't the case. Like you just had to know. And, and do you have a right to get involved to like, insert yourself into this? And that's the thing is like, like how presumptuous you? of you? How, I just, who the fuck are you? Yeah, like I don't even know if we have a right to be talking yeah. about these cases, let alone trying to insert ourselves into the fucking investigations. Yeah, well, like that's like, why <laughs> so- sometimes. And again, if you're one of those people that has asked me slash us this we this isn't like a stab at you or anything it's just like we often do get asked like oh do you ever want to go and solve a case and i'll sometimes be like like in a perfect world yeah but with that being said i would want to follow the proper channels to get to that point where i would like i don't know do fucking proper training and education and become an investigator rather than just like no i'm not gonna just go hopscotch down the street and be like with my lunchbox out to solve crimes because i can promise you my dumb ass is not gonna help no no so like when people like do you want to do that and it's just like in what world are we qualified to be doing that that's why a lot of these people who actually end up doing investigative podcasts and things like that are like i not all of them but a lot of them are like seasoned journalists because they even though have that know-how even though some of them again are like i'm not a true crime writer i'm not a like i don't cover crime whatever but like you to be a journalist you have education in source finding and credibility mm-hmm. and like writing a story that is credible and, and fact finding and- fact checking finding good sources finding second so- yeah. secondary sources and the sort of parameters that you should operate within to be able to, like I said, try and find the truth mm-hmm. and to be able to even understand if you have a right to present this information. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're just sort of like, I'm not really sure if this is true, but we're just going to put it out there and just see. Like the media and does that all the time. Talk- yeah. The news does I that mean, all the time. We literally just finished talking about this with the Hillside Stranglers about how they were like, okay, we just released X amount of undercover cops into the street. Yeah. And then they were like, reporting live from the scene. We have 17 undercover cops behind us. Yeah. And I mean, like, like the media does world? that all the time because the guy in the amanda knox documentary where he was saying he's like well we didn't even have time to fact check because if you wanted to go and fact check then your competitor was going to get the news out before you did and And then you're going to be screwed and it's like (laughs) so you're saying that the 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 speed at which you can get the news out and be the first to get it out is more important to you than the news that you're sharing being true the validity of it yeah that's that's what you're saying to me me i'm so scared (laughs) of getting things wrong that's why i'm always at the end like but i could be wrong though you know because it's like i know i would i would so rather 
say the right thing than confidently say the wrong thing and be like, but I said it first. Yeah. And it's like, like what is that? an egotistical maniac. What like, does that even prove then if it ends up being wrong? All that proves uh, is in the end. You're a dum-dum yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like that's the obvious part where it's just like, well, you're obviously stupid. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. there's really no other answer here. And so, yeah, to yeah. your point where it's like, no, I'm not going to go out and try and solve a fucking crime because yeah. I don't have the qualifications no. for that. Uh, I the mean, only crimes I'm solving is the crime of, like, who ate my leftovers in the fridge? <laughs> like, that's the only crimes I'll be solving. And you know I'm going to use brutal force. Like, yeah. I'm going to push Drew up against the, like, wall. Be like, you did it! You're, like, in the bed with a magnifying glass and you're like, there's crumbs on Drew's side. <laughs> no, 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 I was so careful. <laughs> Crummies. <laughs> yeah and but, so yeah no i i don't consider myself even remotely qualified for no, something like that and no. i would fuck it up hard I'm yeah sure. maybe maybe in another <laughs> universe we would be detectives but even that <laughs> yeah. even then i honestly don't even think we'd be very good detectives i don't think i'd be I very good I'm at it i would be like two days and i'm like nope too hard i <laughs> honestly i feel like i'd just give up i'd be like you know what this is fucking exhausting <laughs> i what i see myself being better at is the aftermath of like doing an interview and being because like yeah. we'll often read about or like watch the interviews where it's like again they ask all the wrong questions or they like immediately side too quickly with the person in questioning like mm-hmm. it's just stupid shit where it's yeah. like I, I my own ego is telling me i'd be good at that mm-hmm. where i would be able to go in and like get get at least the most truth out but like again would I? Or is that just me in my own fantasy world? Because that's probably more likely true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My next talking point I wanted to talk about was like why uh, you and me personally mm-hmm. think that talking about and having an interest in true crime is actually like a good and healthy thing. Because this is something Drew and I've talked about where he's like, it's not that he's like, it's unhealthy. He's just like, ooh why for why if you're just gonna be sad all the time and it's Mm -hmm. like but we were just talking about this last night after dinner like there's there's good parts of having this Mm -hmm. interest in true crime especially if you go about it in the right way my next point is when it goes too far but of course let's talk about the good first and then uh, like we'll get into the when it goes too far because there's things (laughs) i want to make a point very clear i know that we all say this we all talk about like oh i'm obsessed with true crime or i'm obsessed with this or whatever i think that an obsession like it like we say it in a joking way or we say it in a very lighthearted way and a a true obsession with literally anything Mm -hmm. i believe is unhealthy yes like if you're obsessed with like like obsessed and i'm saying where it's like taking over your life yeah and that can't that's not just true crime that's yeah. anything right like people get obsessive truly obsessive about anything that's um, unhealthy and that's unhealthy of <laughs> yeah. course so to consume something in a high quantity to your choice yeah. and it's not affecting your mental health in a bad in a negative way yeah. that's fine yeah whatever it is and i'll even say it here we yes like you said we joke about like having a true crime obsession honestly i'd say most of my day isn't spent talking and just stewing over true crime like no and i I would say even like most of the like i would say at least half to two-thirds of the actual media i consume is not true crime no like i i watched a lot of documentaries i like to watch shows and listen to podcasts and stuff but like i also watch a ton of 
like Comedy, nerdy action fantasy, fantasy like, movies. I love I like I the only media I don't really consume is like romantic comedies or like yeah. romantic things because oh, I no. just don't I just that's don't just like romance. That's just yeah. me. That's but just like not for comedy, me. horror, action, yeah. drama, like whatever. All like media, YouTube, yeah, music, like there's so much media that we consume that we don't even realize and yeah. when people say like oh all i listen to or, or consume is true crime it's probably not if you actually think about it it's not so yeah. as long as you have a healthy balance or a exactly. balance in general i think that's perfectly healthy and i think that's fine yeah i think an interest in it is if you're interested in it it can be healthy i'm not saying that like you everyone should be interested in true crime and if not then you're not consuming healthy media i but if you're interested in it for the reasons that we've talked about i think that's i think that's perfectly fine and healthy because again i think it's natural for humans to be interested in things that are abnormal yeah so so with you know what actually now that we're saying the word interest so much i i have another point that got pushed further down it should have been put with this and this is something i say to drew when we talk about like the interest in true crime and like people that are like i just like it's my fucking thing and it's like Mm. that's great but i also think it's it shouldn't necessarily be like an interest it should just be like oh my god i just had the word in my head and now it's gone um like i don't think it's necessarily like optional i think to some degree you you have to know that you need to talk about crime in general does that make sense I just yeah. had it like literally in my head. I was like, oh, I'm going to say this perfectly. And I had the word and now it's gone. It's not an interest. It's like an awareness. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, you're not like following true crime because you're interested in it. you. You're doing it because you need to know almost of like current events because like we, mm-hmm. we both know all types of people that like the second the news comes on, once they get to the dark stuff, they'll turn it off. Or it's mm-hmm. like, you you can't actually like, turn a blind eye to crime like as yeah that's a very luxurious thing to do is to be like well i don't need to watch this and it's like that's really great that you like this is you're so unaffected by it and you think this is never going to happen to your world but like i this is my quote that i wrote down that like ignorance when it comes to true crime isn't bliss you cannot be ignorant when it comes to true crime like it's i i feel like i'm not going to force you to listen to every episode of our podcast ram the headphones in your ear and be like you gotta listen to this but it's like you you need to stay current with what's actually happening to people even if it bothers you i think you need to stew in the uncomfort for a little bit or discomfort uncomfort whatever it's discomfort yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why i say uncomfort i don't know like, it didn't it's even sound wrong a, to me but yeah stupid person <laughs> but like, I think you need to feel the uncomfort. I keep saying uncomfort. You have to feel it, <laughs> basically, is what I, I'm saying, I mean, in order to, like, learn and be part of solutions. But I think that there is a there is a level to which people don't necessarily need to consume true crime the way that we do. No. Oh, I, no, oh I'm not like, saying anybody I, needs I to do think, it on our level. Like, No, no, no. But I mean, like, if you're aware that there's serial killers in the world. Yeah. That's okay you don't need to know what specifically they've done to people or no. whatever. Like if you don't, if you're not interested in that, no. that is perfectly fine. Cause I understand some people are like, I just can't, I'll have nightmares. Yes. I'll walk oh, around oh, paranoid totally all the time. Like, I totally get that. As yeah. long as you're not walking around being like, everyone's safe. I'm perfectly safe. Yeah. There's no one in the world that's going to ever attack exactly. me because I'm so-and-so or whatever, or like, yeah. I don't fit that demographic or whatever. Exactly. I think it's good to have awareness. And, and I think, unfortunately we live in a world where people should always be vigilant. It doesn't fucking matter where you are. Exactly. 
exactly. doesn't matter if you're in like Bel Air or you're in Compton. Like yeah. it's there, crime can happen anywhere. anywhere. Um, but I think, yes, I think that if it's reaching a point of like deliberate ignorance, that that can be a problem. And I think that's what I more so yeah. mean is like because like I do know some people who like if you even bring up like oh did you for example this morning how we sat down and had coffee and you asked me like oh the, did you hear about the shooting that just happened oh yeah there was a shooting Where, in thailand and th- yeah at a day a child care facility and like 30 people died which is like you know what of course the rational side of me is like mm-hmm. i don't even want to hear this this is so mm-hmm. awful like yeah of course but at the same time you're like you i feel like ignoring it and pretending Mm -hmm. like this is too sad for me to even hear is the side where I'm like, no, you know what? I should probably hear about this. Maybe not the full graphic details. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't need to go and watch like a full documentary and a walkthrough of what happened. But at least if we talk about it and go, okay, how did this happen in an area where, you know, guns aren't a problem, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, let's talk about like how that happened Mm -hmm. and maybe just be a little bit more like aware of like the current global standing. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, that's when I feel like it's like, you, you got to talk about crime every now and then because it's like, I think, yeah, yeah. I think maybe the point you're trying to get at too, is that like, you need to consume, I think everyone should be aware of like current events that's going on. More so what I mean. And you need to consume them in a balanced way where I don't think you should be consuming all negative current no. events or no, all no, no. positive current events and there are people who only seek out one or the other yes and i think both of those are a problem yes i think that you, you should be aware of like like even there's oh. so many people that are like i don't want to hear about the war in ukraine anymore and all this stuff and like it's sort of like yeah but that's what's happening in the world that's though. what's happening though. it sucks it's very sad and and yeah there and, and there's always like there's multiple wars going on and People are like, I just can't listen to it on the news anymore. Like, it's just so negative. I get that. Consume some positive. Of course it's negative. News. It's a fucking war. Consume some positive news as well. They're not shooting flower petals at each other. Like, no, no of course it's of awful. Course. Like, but, but again, I think like that should be balanced with like, there's a lot of positive yeah. things in the news and there's a lot of positive content out there yeah. that you can balance that out with. You don't need to always consume this. No. But it is important to just be aware of what's going on in the yeah. world. Positive or negative. Exactly. And then you but, can't hide under a rock forever. Yeah. I, and I think, like, the only reason why I feel, like, this way of, like, oh, yeah, you should talk about it every now and then, like, a healthy amount, is, I, I lost it again. I had a thought. It's gone. I, it's just gone. I literally had, like, a, somewhere I was going with that. It's gone now. It's gone. It poofed out of my head. I I literally looked at my coffee cup and it was just, like, nope, no more thoughts for you. Like, (laughs) the one with the moose on it? (laughs) But I think She just looked at the cup and she was, like, I love moose. I love so much. Oh, damn. My thought was gone. It's gone. (laughs) No, I think what I was trying to say is fucking Christ. Holy crap. Yeah, no, there's no thoughts left in there. Well, you were talking about just like the awareness, like that people should have the awareness of of crime, of crime and that they're like crime does exist, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if it didn't, we would live in like a pure utopia. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. It it came back to me where like when you're actively choosing to just like X out the like re- very real current negativity that is happening in the world like that. Honestly, it the only people I usually see putting up this wall of like, well, I can't hear that. They're usually coming from a very, very privileged standpoint. Yeah. They've likely and, uh, also never yeah. experienced anything bad. And mm-hmm. it's like. You gotta, you gotta know about this because it could happen to you even if you're living in your bubble. Yeah. 
I get what you're saying. I think that there are yeah. some people that are like, I don't need to worry about this because I am privileged and that's never going to happen to me. Yes. Like I am of a upper middle class yeah. status exactly. I am, or I am white or I am a man this, or I am yeah. a whatever or it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Um, whatever the reason, if you're not consuming it because your reasoning is it's never going to happen yeah. to me, that that unfortunately just isn't true. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think too, like another side of it is like consuming it helps you understand the communities that are more affected by crime yes. where it's like, it, it'll, it'll actually help you if you consume this type of content, whether it's through the news, through a book, through a podcast, however mm-hmm. you choose to do so, it will actually help you understand other people a little bit better mm-hmm. and like what they face on a daily basis. If they let's just say live in a different city than you that has a higher crime rate, like yep. you'll be much more likely able to relate with that person and understand mm-hmm. or like adjust your actions to make other people feel safer or yeah. Like I, cause yeah. again, like we, we all know, like, I don't know, the guys, for example, that think, like, I don't even need to consume this because, again, I'm, like, a privileged white male and I don't have to worry about, like, getting raped and murdered in an alleyway. And it's, like, that's fantastic. But if you do talk about this and you're aware of what happens to a lot of women, it might actually change or help you view women differently. Mm -hmm. You might actually become more of a protector or an ally to said community, where it's just like knowing that these are things that happen just like every fucking day to Mm -hmm. people might actually make you a little bit more aware of your actions when you're out at the grocery store. You might be less likely to stare at that girl's ass, or you might be less Mm -hmm. likely to make a racial comment to somebody. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just... Or maybe when there's a girl walking down the street at night and she crosses the street so she doesn't have to walk past you, you understand why she did that a little bit more instead of being like, fucking bitch. And make a comment. And then, because like, that's happened too. Like, I know it's happened to like both of us. We're like, yeah, well, even yesterday we were walking and I I specifically was like, I do not want to walk past that group of men. We were in the park parking lot at like Yorkdale mall and it's like busy and there's people around and you're still like, I just want to cross to that side. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I get it. And then again, as soon as we did that, they all looked at us and if anything made me feel more unsafe. And it was just like, but maybe, maybe if that group of guys, and again, I have no idea, but maybe if they all like were, let's say up to date in current events, Mm -hmm. true crime world, they might be like, Oh, you know what? It kind of makes sense why those girls would just avoid this group of guys huddled behind a car that all look like they're plotting our abduction. Like, of course, like we go to the scariest part. They probably didn't even notice us. No, of course. Of course. But because you know, we know these things like, yeah, it's, it's something that we're just, we've talked about that before. Like I think women are just more on guard. Yeah just in like all situations i would say then men feel like they have to be not that they don't ever feel that or they don't ever feel unsafe of course they do um but just in very different ways than women do and i think that even if you're not like again interested in cases or serial killers or whatever like the details of a crime i think it's important for every person to understand how victims are treated Mm mm-hmm um, whether it's victims of murder or victims of sexual assault or yes. victims of crime in general, like you said, there are certain categories of people that are more highly victimized than others. Yes. So that says a lot about a society and the way victims are treated afterwards says a lot about society yeah. and, and about the justice system. It is just like a constant like stream of like re-victimization for basically yeah. any kind of victim. Yeah. And, and, and we're and seeing that like now with the families 
yeah, from like the Dahmer show where like everybody came forward being like, this fucking sucks. We're being re-victimized. Yes. And people, and the, the saddest part that I'm having with this is when I go and open up the comment section, don't do it. It's going to make you sad. It's a lot of people of all different like backgrounds, nationalities, genders, everything just being like, well, don't watch. And I'm thinking in my head, they probably didn't watch. Mm-hmm. These family members probably didn't actually watch. You're yeah. sitting there saying, well, don't watch. Of course, that's the mm-hmm. easiest solution is, yeah, sure, don't watch. But here we are as a whole on social media, consuming this content, talking about it, writing articles about it. Even if they don't watch it, they can't escape it. Yeah. So And I'm sorry, but it doesn't, it yeah, it doesn't make it, it's easier said than done. Yes. Sorry, but if like my brother was murdered and then someone made a, a mini series about the guy who did it, yeah. like... Yeah, I could sit there and be like, logically, if I watch this, it's probably going to re-traumatize it's me. It's going to fuck you up. But also, I really want to know how they presented this, mm-hmm. right? And you could ask a friend to watch it and, and relay it to you. Yeah. But there, I wouldn't blame anyone's, like, family or, like, family, like victims' families for watching and being like, why the fuck would you watch that? Like, I completely understand why you would yeah. watch it. Yeah. If, you, if that's what you chose to do. Exactly. But like you said, whether you choose to watch it or not, you're still being re- re-traumatized yeah. all over again. All over again. And, and, it, and it's yeah. like, this is, some, this is someone who was arrested in like ni- 1990, yeah. 1991. Yeah. Like that, that's over 20 years ago. Yeah. And they have to relive this, you know? And yeah. I get it. Like I said, I understand why we all have this fascination with people like that. But there needs to be, um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, there are certain serial killers, especially, um, or certain cases that just get a lot more attention than others. Yes. There's been a lot of media that's come out recently about Dahmer and about, there's more about to come out, um, and Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. like John Wayne Gacy, right? Like it's they're never going to end. It these, really it's not isn't. like these people, these recent documentaries and stuff that have come out. It's not like there hasn't been media that's come out about them. Yeah. Like a lot of these people killed between like the sixties and the nineties, like, so this we're isn't doomed to new. at least like another 20 to 30 years for sure of extreme content focused yeah. on them like yeah there's no there is no avoiding it that's i think why we're like talking about it where it's just like if, if you're gonna do it handle it delicately that's what i mean if like you're gonna just, if you're gonna make them relive it all over again after 20 years yes ask them include them mm-hmm. like ask them how they would feel how they feel it should be presented if you're going to do this at all. Because to be honest, even though, like I said, from a filmmaking perspective, it is well done. Um, and of course we love Evan Peters. Like I know, like he's amazing. He's an incredible actor and everyone yeah. in it is, is really talented. Everybody in the show actually did a phenomenal job. To, to Playing who they're playing. But I am very confident in saying if it's not doing any good for the world, then it shouldn't have been made at all. No. And, and I, here's the thing is, do I love the shows that Ryan Murphy creates? I'm a whore for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to watch American Horror Stories all the live long day. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, did I did I like watching the show from like a filmmaking perspective? Yeah, it was it was well done. Did it, it need to very, be did it need to be made? Probably not. No. No. Probably and that's not. what I mean. It's like it's accurate. It presents like the timelines accurately and yeah. the facts pretty accurately and all that stuff. But again, it's not like this was going to be our only source of no. information on Dahmer. No. It's it, all out there. It could have there's been There's like done. a thousand books on him. Yes. There's podcasts. There's documentaries. Yeah. His interviews are on YouTube. Yeah. You know, so if you're not adding anything new 
to the space and you're not adding anything positive putting a fancy bow on it again other than just like making money yes then i just don't think it should have been made in the first place no and i I agree with that as much as like i said from a filmmaking perspective i think it's well done like i think the people in it are have done a good job i think the writing is good but it's not a fictional yeah. miniseries. It's about real people and their lives. Yeah. So if just, you want to go and write something fictional like American Horror Story, then great. Make yeah. make those all the live long day. Exactly. But when you're handling real people and real stories, yeah, it needs to be handled differently than just making a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think I really don't. I don't think the show needed to be made. No, I don't. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in complete agreement with and that. And it's like, it, like to be honest, like I'll be honest with all of you. Me and Becky were very excited about it. Yeah, like when it was and coming then, out, we were like, it, we love Evan Peters, and that's the holy thing. Shit, I, like, I honestly, I went into it because I just, I really do like Evan Peters. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think he's an incredible actor, and he like, did do a, a bone chilling job. He did a very good job. He like yeah. to a T. It's very scary, and and okay, like, so, it's uncomfortable uh, you know to what? watch. I, I do want to talk about one thing because I saw like comments be made about like, oh, did we have to pick somebody attractive to play him? No, we didn't. But also, <laughs> at the same time. He, did he look a lot like him? Yeah, it was pretty accurate. Also, like, I don't know. I feel like Evan, I, I think Evan Peters is very handsome, but I don't yeah, think Evan he, Peters he is it. like the conventional Hollywood hunk. No, no. They, but them casting He's Zac like Efron Gordon. to play Ted Bundy was much more. And, and uh, remember, I would say if you're going to call that problematic, that would be way more problematic than casting Evan Peters. Do you not remember the comments I made about when that show came out? I literally was just like, I, I didn't like it. I'm pretty. Oh, maybe we didn't even talk about it. No, we didn't. I don't. Oh, think so. I think me and Jade talked about it. Maybe. I I fucking hated it. We sat down and watched it. You want to talk about a show that glorifies a serial killer? Go watch that. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. because I like I watched that and I literally was just like, this is sickening. Mm-hmm. They made it a love story. It was literally, and I shit you not, a fucking love story. It was almost like a ro- a romantic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I movie. felt quite that strongly. About I, I it. just, I because yeah. I felt more for Lily Collins' character, like his his wife. Yes, like, like I felt like they did it a lot from her perspective, which I had never seen before. Yeah, which and I felt fair. I felt so fucking bad for her. Um, yeah, and I feel like they did a good job of like you seeing him through her eyes. Yes, which is not in a good light. No, um, and just, he, and yeah. again, watching it reinforced. This is why I came back and I was like, yeah, I hadn't seen like or listened to a lot of stuff about Ted Bundy in a while. And then when that came out, it reinforced the idea in my head where I was like, he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like the way he like, was walking around in court and stuff. Cause again, it's kind of like Dahmer where like they have like, they have a video of that. So yeah. like he's, he's, they're doing it like kind of like verbatim. Yeah. Um, and it, it just made him seem very stupid to me. Yeah, actually. And that, that, I think that's also why I get so like bothered with specifically his case. Cause it's just like, yeah, people will again, revere him. Like I, I've heard people like, compliment the fact that he represented himself in court I'm like did he do a good job though no that's what i mean like, like that's why i don't i don't why necessarily like- <laughs> i think i think again casting someone like zach efron might be glorifying it, like the whole yes. ted bundy was hot thing i think that's okay that's what it's glorifying and that's the but i don't i don't necessarily agree that it glorified him in the way that it made him seem smart or anything like that no. i think it made it no. seem like a fucking idiot yeah because i think but you have good sense yeah oh fair enough yeah <laughs> like, for sure i can i can confidently say you've got good sense though like a lot of a lot of people don't no a lot of people common see that sense really see that bow tie and they're like oh this guy is spiffy <laughs> he's a smart cookie he could have been a lawyer yeah. <laughs> he could have been and it's just like, it's no, like he fucking, no he couldn't he read a book while he was in prison he, he was probably up. like archie comics like 
Honestly. No. <laughs> Should have just called him Jughead in the courtroom. Honestly. Like, seriously. Honestly. Um, so my next point to what we've just been talking about is when it does go f- too far, which we have talked about. We have a whole episode on this. Hebristophilia. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. It, yeah. you're, I don't think you're there yet in the show, but this gets talked about because mm. oh i'm sure it, yeah i'm sure i kind of expected that uh yeah for clarification i'm only halfway through Dahmer, but like yeah. i've seen enough of it to know just this is what where, the vibe of where they're going with yeah. it but but it's like okay and right now i'm seeing people circulating these like tiktok videos of like these very young girls that are like oh uh, you know what i all i'm gonna quote one i've got it oh i saw Instagram. this on philip defranco i think there's like he was talking about how there was all these tiktoks being made mm-hmm. about Dahmer. um and it's like, oh, yeah. what the fuck did he so, call it? Um, but yeah, like basically like fantasizing him. Yeah. And there, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it is actually quite disgusting. Like, okay, here, let me pull up one where. All right. So here's one. It's a girl who, in my opinion, looks like she's probably like 20 mm-hmm. young white girl. Raise your hand if you were part of the handful of people who were completely unbothered by Dahmer, by the Dahmer series and is watching it again. And then there's another one when everyone is having a problem finishing the Jeffrey Dahmer series and you finish it with no problem and wish it had more gore in it. That's when I, I see stuff like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you look 18. You wish it had more gore. I think you're strongly, strongly forgetting that this happened to people. That's the thing is that if you're <laughs> like, OK, if you watch something like Game of Thrones and yeah. you're like, yeah, it's violent, but like I fucking bring on the gore. Cool. Cool. That's fictional. Fiction. Like that's the thing. It's not it's, it's, it's happening to actors. Yes. It's not reenacting something that actually happened that actually in real happened. life. And that needs you're, to be handled with sensitivity. Exactly. And if you're sitting there saying, I wish it had more gore, then, then I'm sorry. You're a sadistic fuck. Then do you want to go online and watch snuff films? Yeah, because those exist. Yeah. Go right ahead. Like, and then tell me how you feel after. Because, like, I mean, we watch, obviously, shows like this where, like, there is gore and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Have you ever accidentally stumbled across, like, I, 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 I don't know, once there was like a video that popped up and it was like somebody being hit by a train and it was real footage. Oh. And it's like, it's, it's, there's something so fucking different about seeing something like that. than the episode of the handmaid's tale where the girls got hit by the train. It scared me. Oh yeah. It's, it's hard to watch, it's hard to watch, but it's very different when you know that that was like acted and, executed perfectly where it was just like this is for the show this is for you know cinematic like effect actually actually an experience i had like that where i was so affected by something i had seen was in one of my um sociology of terrorism classes we were talking about the jfk assassination and he showed the zapruder film which is just the clip that you can find on youtube of someone who was filming jfk like waving when he was shot i have not seen that and i probably couldn't watch it. it it my professor played it i don't even want to know i mean this was years ago but like i want to say like at least seven times slowed it down in slow-mo played it backwards and of course we're talking it's because we're talking about the theory of like the they and then they came out with a stupid fucking magic bullet theory and they were like oh yeah he was shot from behind and it's like really because he blew backwards like just uh, it was just because the whole thing was like a massive cover it was stupid so i understand why we were watching it so much but the first run through of it where he's in the car and he's waving and he's shot in the head like his half of his skull blows backward i I probably i could never jackie kennedy is crawling on the back of the car trying to grab her husband's brains 
and it's like and it's real like you're watching you're like that is the real person that's, that's what happened yeah this isn't a and show. it was so like, it was so sad and like upsetting to me and again not upsetting that we were watching it because i understood why we were watching it but it was just that was the first time i had that moment where i was like i've seen stuff like way more gory than this yeah it's all grainy and like 60s fucking but, but video camera so it doesn't real. look like again not as clear and graphic as media that i yeah. consume but because you know that's a real person and again for her like watching jackie kennedy broke my heart yeah because i was like i cannot you empathize so strongly yeah like, i immediately just... put myself like in tried to put myself in her shoes and how i would feel to watch the love of my life just get his brain mm-hmm. splatter all over the car like right next to you i was how like do do that? Uh, like just... i would be a ruined person yeah it's just yeah so i think like that's when i saw like stuff like that being posted by like right now our current like young very impressionable generation it's just kind of like i'm disappointed yeah. like yeah i'm just disappointed because it's like because- these are also the same fuckheads that give true crime a bad name because we get lumped into that category of like oh you guys are all interested in true crime you must be like these idiots and it's like yeah no sorry i'm yeah, not like sitting, getting off on i'm not it. sitting like, here no. flicking my bean watching the show no yeah that's not what's happening no no <laughs> like and it, but but that's what's oops i just knocked the mic that was probably so loud now that they're better oh, mh- <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's just like i, yeah. I just i don't like we said i, I think it's a, i think it's okay to sit to sit there and be like i watched the show and the uh, the gore didn't bother me that would if someone said that i'd be like okay fine but to say i want more of it means that y- you're just not understanding this the you don't sensitivity of what yeah of the situation yeah that the fact that you're like i wish i could have seen more of it that mm-hmm. That that's, to me says that you're, gross. you're not only just not bothered by it, that you you're really, just, again, you get off on it. You get off on it. You're also not very smart, in my opinion. And there's no... No, ar- I mean, like... There's no arguing you're saying otherwise. that you're a fucking idiot. Like, you're no, there's, yeah. I'm not going to... Come like, at me. Whoever this person... Honestly, this TikToker is probably has like a thousand... I mean, honestly, probably has like a hundred million followers. It. it has their handles on it, so... No. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want it? <laughs> We're going to get canceled by some like 19-year-old fucking I literally... Prick. If, that's, if that's how we go, I don't give a fuck. Because I, I will strongly stand by the fact that this is one of those times where like, I know we're right. <laughs> when we're talking about this like i don't even fucking i know i'll, I'll right. take it to my fucking grave <laughs> oh my but so and then but back to like hebristophilia where it's just like for example the letters that get sent to killers in jail and it's just like i think a lot of us forget that like the people that are doing that are not mentally well mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and i think so like us the the grouping of society that like we we know that these things happen and we're like oh that's fucked that they do that and we judge them and like yeah it is fucked i'll be the first to say it that is fucked up you don't need to write jeffrey dahmer a love letter you definitely don't need to do that that's absolutely Mm -hmm. so false same with like ted bundy like so many women like it's it's all over the place richard ramirez yeah that there's a lot where it's just like in you're not mentally well that's the thing yeah there it's an illness it's a philia for a reason like Mm -hmm. it's and you need to understand that these people, as as wrong as as it is what they're doing and the avenue that they're taking to try and to try and find this, but they're like they just want to find love. As much as like <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Like people are reaching out. They're trying why to you find it so much nicer than I did. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. But I mean, and again, that's why I'm like, yeah. it's it, in the way that they're trying to execute that, and there are. Uh, like you said their philia is is unhealthy and it's and it's wrong and they're obviously mentally ill 
but the core of what they're trying to do is find human connection. Yeah. So I can't judge them for that. No. I think the way they're doing it is wrong and it's not going to get them what yeah. they actually want in the end. And but, I think that's the point. So like, you know why what? the fuck would you write a psychopath for human connection? Yeah. I mean, and they here, don't I'm know how just, to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to cherry this one on top. Get therapy. Well, yeah. And I don't even I, mean that like insultingly, like, and you need therapy. It's just, it's a fact. No, like, every, everybody could every, benefit from every therapy. Every single person, yeah. happy or not, needs to go to therapy. Yeah. I'm going to say it until the day I die. Like yeah. my last breath is going to be, go to therapy. Everybody should have court made into therapy. <laughs> honestly. But it's just like, so even more so if you feel so inclined, if like, especially if you're listening to this and you think at all you're experiencing hybristophilia, maybe just get some help yeah just get some fucking again help. i think that your your feelings your desires can be redirected in a way that is healthy yeah where where you're placing them is very unhealthy yeah and 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 again it's yeah it's, it's scary because yeah. like it's just hypothetically hypothetically if someone was like i'm in love with jeffrey dahmer if he was still alive if i'm in love with him yeah and in my perfect world he would be released from prison and we'd get married um that wouldn't end well for you no like realistically no. like that just wouldn't end well for you so no. that's what i'm saying is like it's just not healthy in any realm it really even isn't. if you got what you wanted out of it yeah it very quickly would become not what you want yeah and then like i because like i don't know i i can't remember there's i, I don't want to get into it because she's still like alive but like there's a person that married a serial killer and she believes that it's because she can change him when have you ever successfully changed anyone let alone a stubborn man like i mean come and fucking let me know how you do that like <laughs> like come and let, let me know now that drew needs to change i'm just saying well, like in general is, who has ever actually successfully changed another this is person? relationships 101 man you can't this change is, them you can't you don't you start you don't start dating someone no. with the goal of changing them no and if, if they're that not is your already goal, the person that you're you want, the problem you need to yeah. change you're you're the one that needs to change if they're not already the partner that you want they're never going to be the no. partner that you want no that's just kind of that's no. just that's life man. she's probably listening like damn okay i guess becky's not for me i've been trying to change her for years i'm kidding her. people don't change no it's true you can grow <laughs> you can grow this is like the bridesmaids thing like, yeah. do we ever really change <laughs> i don't know i, don't know. I, I think people I change know. though <laughs> No, people don't change. Your core values are, like, always there. You can grow and learn and adjust your behavior. But, like, you're not going to overnight be like, hey, you know what? He's no longer a serial killer because, no. you know, this poo-tang is just way too good. Like, <laughs> no, that's not how it works, sweetheart. It's not how it works. No, like, no, no. No. Nobody has that kind of power. No, no. I mean, I... I speak for myself. I have that power. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But which actually all of this laughter brings me to my next and maybe our final point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, okay. Here's the thing, guys, with when it comes to like memes and stuff and making jokes about true crime, it needs to be done right. Because I, I, I see a lot of memes. We get sent a lot of memes. Mm-hmm. And they aren't always respectful to the families. Mm-hmm. M- matter of fact, most of the times they aren't. I don't want anyone to feel bad if you've sent me this meme. But the memes where it's like, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer says people with tattoos taste bad. So save yourself from cannibals and get tattoos. That's not funny. We need to stop making that meme. It's just not funny. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Because a good chunk of these victims had tattoos and they were still victims. Yeah. So it's not funny. No, and it's 
just not it's not tasteful it just doesn't make it's just it's not but i keep seeing stuff like that where it's like in the same thing where it's just like i can't even think of any other examples right now but i've seen other memes where it's just like but it's actually just like you're joking more so about the victims here than anything like yeah and again like oh if they had had tattoos then they wouldn't have been and then like you're saying that a lot of them did have tattoos so like most of them had like at least one and it's just like it's just such a it's so it's so stupid and again i think people don't even realize that like a meme like that is implying something it implies some even if you're not explicitly like Mm -hmm. attacking the family it's still just like yeah yeah, I don't know. I think, and again, I'm not saying like our memes that we make are like perfect or like not flawed in any way. I'm sure that there's problematic behavior somewhere in there. But for like, some reason, all I can think about is the ones you've made about BTK, and I'm like, they're fucking awesome. But that, but that's me, <laughs> I fucking but, love. Those. But that's me making fun of BTK. <laughs> that's and what him I, being a fucking piece. That's of what shit. I mean, like burning his fucking poetry and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah. so if you're gonna it doesn't have anything to do with the victims, it just has to do with how fucking idiotic and pompous he is so like if you're gonna do the memes like it has to be at the expense of the killer in my opinion that's just an opinion that just seems like to be the only way that it's actually funny to me yeah like if you're gonna go and try and make light out of true crime which like we said we we hope to do to make it a little bit more digestible Mm -hmm. is yeah unfortunately that's just kind of the way of the world is to make light of things it's the only way we can deal with all of the negativity so if you're gonna do it it has to be at the expense of the person who we should be punishing (laughs) yeah i mean that's just like that's just like a societal rule but you know it is but like it's like if you like you fuck up like you're the town fucking criminal and you're doing all this bad shit they're gonna stone you to death (laughs) you know like that's that's just that's the way it's worked forever and ever yeah in the world um so if you're btk like if you're dennis raider yeah and you behave that way. I'm sorry. You're the new toilet paper of the world. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah. Like, like yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm to I'm going to shit you. all over you. Like, that's just... I feel like we have the right to do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah. When you kill people and you are a piece of shit, then we're going to make fun of you. Yeah. We're going to bully you because you deserve to be bullied very hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I just... When, when you're consuming true crime content and you see memes and stuff and, like... Just maybe I don't know. Take it in a little bit more and assess it first. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. I don't yeah. think yeah anyone should feel attacked. I think it's just that like, yeah, really think about some of the stuff that we consume and and I, yeah. and I think just be a critical thinker. Yeah, think about an article that you read or a documentary that you yeah. watched or or whether it's like a mini series or a movie or yeah. a podcast you're listening to even with us like anything at all like just be a critical thinker think about it critically and think about how would the how would the victims feel about this how would how does the public feel about this how does how do people in law enforcement feel about this you know yeah just try to think about it from all perspectives and and be aware of yeah issues that might arise or whether someone's doing a good job or not right and i think that that's just that's all we can do whether whether, again it's with a meme online to just think about it be like hmm if i was this person how would this make me feel yeah yeah you know and i i think that's that's something that everyone should do moving forward just try to try to think about it critically and yeah and assess things in a different way yeah. because we shouldn't just be taking everything at face value and no. being like yeah that's fine because someone made this into a movie that's probably that's fine right yeah you know is yeah. it okay do no. you think it's okay <laughs> you know yeah. like you and have like, an opinion yeah you know 
And that's the only way that as society we understand what's right and what's wrong yeah. is when a majority of people say, hmm, there's maybe, something off about maybe not. that. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think if you at all like read something and you even for a second, second guess it, maybe just that's not the thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, but if you read it and you're like, no, I see zero problems with this. Okay, I guess trust your gut, but like I, I don't know. I think you should just second guess everything. Like just, <laughs> just second it. Just guess everything. 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 <laughs> you can never be too safe. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I just I wanted to add that one in just because like ever since the show came out, I've seen questionable things where it's just mm-hmm. like, sure, I'll chuckle. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's it's cleverly worded, but like sometimes I'm just like, did that one really need to get made? Like, did it? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like I agree. I did. I honestly, I just sat there for a second when you said it because I was like, I don't understand why that's funny. Yeah, or why that's I, supposed to be funny. I can't remember. There, there's one that I, I think I screenshotted to show you, and I haven't yet. I'll, I'm gonna pull it up after. But I, I like looked at it. and I was just like, I read the comments on it though, and everyone was laughing so hard, and I was like, I, I being someone who has a strong interest in true crime, did not find this funny. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I like to <laughs> claim to be quite the funny person myself. Yeah. So I was just like, if I'm not getting it, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to show you. Yeah. It was just, they're, they're questionable ones. So I guess just, yeah. I'll, I'll, with that in mind, just when it comes to humor and true crime together, just, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt and, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I got everything on my list. Did you? I think, I think we pretty much covered everything. I'm sure we're gonna have this conversation again. Like I'm sure there's gonna be like another, yeah, time where we're like, okay, it's time to whip this conversation back out. Well, there's but, always like we said, there's a lot of true crime yeah. content out there, and there's always gonna be always good yeah. and good and bad content, and and uh, there's always gonna be stuff to talk about so yeah i would imagine we we could do another one of these at some point down the road but you know what hopefully we don't have to let's say that hopefully (laughs) we don't have to do another reminder of how to fucking delicately no but we could be talking about like good things that your crime is doing you know and like you know that's the goal maybe there's a documentary or something that we watched or listened to that handled things really well and and that's why i do try that's why for example with the hillside stranglers case that's why i told everybody to go listen to morbid because they did a really good job Mm -hmm. of really highlighting the victims yeah and that's why i didn't want to steal the the hard work they did and was just like no go listen to that because Mm -hmm. Im- impeccable work like yeah. impeccable work where it was just like you you walked away feeling like you you knew the victims and it, you felt a stronger connection to them and empathized more so really mm-hmm. after like hearing their stories so yeah um and i'm just pulling it up now i just wanted to see what number it was because we've talked about the hubristophilia episode and if anyone hasn't heard that we recommend it. Episode 28 is our hybristophilia episode. If you want to go have a listen to that, it just kind of talks about what it is and all that. So you can understand a little bit better of like why that happens Yeah, for mainly women yeah. more so. Yeah. Um, Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard too many cases of it being the other way around. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, I'm surprised. If anyone hears of one, let us know. Yeah. We'd be, we're interested. We're, we're interested. curious. We're curious. We're always, you know. And we open up this whole conversation that we've had to you. What do you guys think about true crime? Yes. What do I, you think is a healthy consumption of true crime? Or are there any examples that you guys want to shout out 
of things that you've watched or listened to that you think people have done a really good job yeah. with? Because we really, would love... I'd love to hear we that. We always love I, recommendations I hear... in general, but, like, we would love to shout them out as well. Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you've if you heard of, like, a show or whatever that's done, like, a really good job, yeah, let mm-hmm. us know. Email us. Or if you've found something to be extremely problematic that you think needs some light shed some on attention. it, send yeah. that as well. Yeah, because, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Dahmer show isn't the only problematic thing right no. now. It is no. massively problematic, but there's also like, for example, like the missing and murdered indigenous women yeah. that never gets talked about. We, yeah. everyone just keeps fucking brushing over that. Like it's mm-hmm. just yesterday's news. Yeah. It's not. It's A- actually, very prevalent. Um, <laughs> season three, I want to say season three of Up and Vanished. I don't think he has four seasons yet. So I think it's season, the latest season actually that came out is about the missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, and he does a really good job. He has yeah. a lot of like guest speakers on it and, and it's just, it sheds a lot of light yeah. on that issue um, and what's going on in some of those communities. So if you're interested in that, go and listen to to season yeah. three of Up and Vanish. It's very good. Good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I guess on that note, sign up to be super cool. Join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime with, you know, good intentions, mm. good intentions <laughs> um, at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thank you for listening to this yeah. very important episode, Thanks, you guys. guys. Thanks. Thanks. And as always, keep it sleazy. Absolutely. All right. Peace out. See you later.